0: This is episode six, a conversation about marital finance in the divorce process. Hey there, welcome to Leading with Grace, the podcast for women going through separation and divorce. Here we get to dive into all the tools of coaching and what it means to navigate this time in your life with God. Thanks so much for coming. I'm so glad you're here. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. I have a special guest, and she is someone that I met on a um, business program that we are in. It's called Jodi Moore's business Minded Program. And she posted something, a kind of a getting to know you post, and about what her background was. And it was specifically about women and divorce and all the legal aspects of it. And as soon as I read that post, I knew I had to get in touch with her. I knew that she was someone that would be a valuable to you and that she had um, information and expertise in areas that I know will be important to you as you begin your journey um, going through your divorce. So with that said, I would like to introduce you to Susan.
1: Hey, I am so excited to be on your podcast and I am seriously Just so thrilled to be able to talk about this stuff. Um, So just so that we're kind of everyone's on board and everyone's clear, uh, everyone needs to realize that family law is state specific. So this means that laws related to family law vary from state to state. And so this information in this podcast is meant only for educational purposes and should not be interpreted by anybody as legal advice. Um, Just trying to give you a good idea of process and how things work. Um, So I, I love, I absolutely love to talk about ways to connect women to the resources that they need to be successful in divorce. Um, So divorce is hard no matter what, and I um, am happy to be able to talk about ways how we can put efforts um, towards things that matter, things that can be helpful, ways we can get some traction. Um, I have been working in family law for about four years. I am licensed to practice family law in the state of Utah as a licensed paralegal practitioner. This means I am not an attorney, but I am licensed. So it's like a licensed nurse practitioner, but from the legal perspective. Um, so we are just talking, um, I, I, I like to talk to women who are contemplating divorce and also, um, just helping women to connect to resources that can help them be successful, even if they are in the middle of divorce. So that's kind of what we are doing.
0: Awesome. I love that. And, you know, Susan and I, we, we got to chat a little bit um, before doing this podcast and I love the depth of her knowledge and expertise and, and how she approaches divorce. And one of the things that I really loved about um, how you define divorce Um, was that it is an unwinding of a contract. And when you said that, it seriously blew my mind because of how simple you had defined it. So I'm curious to know, why do you see it this way? And why would it be helpful for another woman to begin to see divorce as an unwinding of a contract?
1: Right. So I really do love that imagery of unwinding Um, Like if I was unwinding rope or yarn, um, just kind of pulling it apart, taking it apart, seeing what I have, straightening it out. Um, That's kind of what you are doing when you are in a legal sense for sure with divorce, is you are separating these assets. You're trying to see uh, what your claim is and um, also what you're entitled to. Um, And I think if you can kind of separate these two components. So In a divorce, in my mind, I really do think that there are two major components, which are the emotional side and the financial side. And when you are talking to a legal professional, you are focused on that financial side for better or for worse. Um, There's just no getting around it. I mean, there can be emotional hurt. I'm sure there is pain, but um, typically the courts are not going to really address that. Of course, if there's abuse or um, something of that nature, that should be definitely brought up and you should get the help that you need. But when it comes to divorce and separating assets, that really isn't typically material. That won't um, get you more necessarily, um, but it's hard. So if you can kind of put those things into two different categories, it can help you uh, move forward and also help you um, compile your finances. And be educated in that process and be able to work more efficiently with a divorce professional. Um, All of us who've ever worked with an attorney know that those legal bills add up fast. And so you don't want to be spending your money and spending your wills and time and energy on something that's not going to get you somewhere. And so um, it's important for you to get, uh, for all women to kind of get a handle on their marital finances um, so that they they can move this forward in a productive way and, um, save a little bit more money.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I love that. Yeah. And I love how you recognize that there is an emotional aspect clearly for when someone is going through divorce and that having your, your attorney as an emotional outlet is not productive. And it's not going to get the ball moving forward in regards to unwinding this contract. And so you definitely want um, a support on the emotional end, whether it's a life coach, a counselor, or a therapist, but on the legal end, that's when um, you really need to focus on the marital assets. So about marital assets, what are they? And why is it important to start gathering and understanding what your marital assets are in relations to divorce?
1: Right. So when we're talking about financial assets, um, we're talking about um, land, we're talking about cash, we're talking about money in bank accounts, we're talking about 401ks, we're talking about investments, maybe cryptocurrencies, um, just, you know, anything that that could have a dollar sign clearly on it, Right. Um that's what we're talking about. Now, of course, we're not going to talk about this today, but then another component of divorce, obviously, if there's children, we're talking about custody issues. But today, um, we're just talking about all divorces will probably have a financial component to them. And so when we're talking about financial assets, that's what we're talking about. And uh, I, I know I was kind of talking about this with you just a minute ago, but you know, I, I truly feel that even if you are not getting a divorce, you should have a clear understanding of your financial assets. Um, we never know what's going to happen. I mean, my husband could die tomorrow and it's important, I, You know, maybe there's a car crash. I mean, I, not that I'm hoping for those things, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> but it's important that we um, have a clear grip of what our assets are so that if something were to happen, if there was an emergency of some sort, you would be able to know what you have. And what you uh, could pull from, um, and so you know if you're in the dark regarding finances, um, that's an issue. All of us need to have some sort of basic understanding of the bank accounts, the assets. Um, this really should be a goal for, for both partners, um, if you're married. Uh, just because it's it's so critical to know those things in in the event of an of an emergency. So. If you are somebody that has handed off that responsibility, you're super involved with the day-to-day, with the children, with all the doctor's appointments, you're, you're, you're running everything else, um, going grocery shopping and, you know, doing all the budgeting. Um, sometimes these things are not on our radar. Um, I'm going to say it's time to, time to open up our eyes and look around. Um, I think that often that women don't realize that they already have a lot of access to things and they just aren't paying attention. So um, try to open your eyes and give yourself a clearer picture of your finances. How do you go about that? So first of all, obviously, probably the biggest asset if you have a home is your home. That's probably one of those biggest assets that you have. Um, So time to find out if there's a mortgage. Time to uh, go on to a county website and look at the assessor Typically ask, I am pretty sure you pay property taxes if you own property. And they <laughs> how much you owe on that. Um it, well, I, I should say they should tell you if you have a mortgage, but they'll also tell you how much the, the house is worth. So I shouldn't yeah. say they you owe, but um how much you own, I shouldn't say how much it, it is worth. Um even if it is on the low side, uh, you know, it, it is something. And um while you're at it, I was saying you that it's it it wouldn't hurt additional searches um do some more searches on your uh husband's name or on a business name is there's potentially more property out there than you may realize um i have often found other properties with clients and of course if you're going through a divorce it's important to know all the things that you have so when you're dividing things up you're not um leaving things out just because you didn't do your research um i love that uh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I feel oh like yeah, I'm-
0: I was just gonna say that. Um, so I I was totally like one of those moms. Like I took care of all the pickups, the doctor's appointments, any appointments, birthday parties, all of that. And I knew that my spouse had um, stocks, bonds, you know, from work, but I never took the time to just find out what they were or to even ask questions about that. And so. You know what you're saying that totally resonates with me whether you are going through a divorce or not do you know what your what the shares are what the stocks are what the 401k is um, or is it a roth ira like what kind is it where is it and can can the spouses be put on those accounts i'm just curious to know if you, if you know that that question susan
1: don't quite know and I'm not sure it's a little bit tricky because um, it, it, yes and no so it, if they roll over some of their stocks um, then your name could be put on it and you could put it in a different brokerage account like for example you could do it with like like Edward Jones or Fidelity or something like that but I think that it when it has an employer contribution that it can only have the employee on it but nonetheless totally makes sense you need to be able to find out like where it is being invested, you know? Yeah. Fidelity, um, is it through? I'm I, I'm just, I'm not trying to promote fidelity necessarily, but for some reason that one's sticking <laughs> my, at the moment. But, you know, there's just um, lots of different tools that are out there. And so you should kind of find out. Um, you could easily see on a pay stub if they are contributing to a 401k. And sometimes it will tell you uh, where it's going. Um, also, it, it, uh, HSA accounts, Sometimes a lot of money builds up in those. Okay,
0: um, and what is you, that? What what what's an HSA account?
1: So like your health savings account. Uh, they call it a cafeteria plan. So basically it. It means that you'll pay for um, medical expenses, but like without taxes uh, attached to them. So uh, they will be using part of their paycheck to go into this account. And it can it can add up to a tidy sum for sure if you don't have a lot of medical issues in your family. And so, um, you know, you should be entitled to half of that. You want to know about that. Um, so just anything that you are uh, aware of, you can kind of write down or just start taking some mental notes. And um, as far as cryptocurrencies go, I mean, often I hate to say it, that when someone's involved in those kinds of things, they like to talk about it. They like to talk about their wins yeah. or look things up so you're like oh he's got a robin hood account okay i'm gonna pay attention to that or they bought some bitcoin or they were talking about i'm just start paying attention to what they are you know parties are talking about um so that you're you're more aware of assets um you know uh, pay attention to credit cards bank accounts those kinds of things so that yeah. kind of kind of that's like step one and the reason i'm telling you that step one and um I know I was talking to you about this as well. And I think this is an important thing for people to understand. When you go and talk to a divorce professional, um, I think people think, I could be wrong. I believe sometimes people think they're going to come, they're going to write a big check. They're going to spend a lot of money and that person is going to fix everything for you. They will be able to get it all done. Um, And that is partially true. They can help you, but they actually need you. They are going to give you a huge list of uh, financial assets. where so they need you to list out everything. And so if you kind of do this beforehand, you're not going to be just, you know, taken back and it's not going to just feel like a full-time job while you're trying to gather statements. Instead, you'll know, oh, yes, I am on the Chase account. I know exactly what I need to do to get those statements or I've already downloaded them. <laughs> um, so, right. Like, so again, like if you're in a home and you're contemplating divorce and you have access to bank statements, you know, it might be a good time to start downloading those things. Um, something else that I think is helpful too is sometimes there are statements. Now, some like to take pictures. That's fine. Um, I actually think something that's a little more useful. Now I have to tell you, I use a, um, an Apple so, uh, phone. So I'm sure there's something like this on a Droid, but in Apple, in your notes, app there uh if you start a note then there's like a little camera icon and it says scan documents oh
0: that's interesting
1: so you can like let's say you have 20 pages of a tax return that you're trying to copy and you're if you were just trying to take pictures then you're trying to like cobble it all together and what if you didn't take a good picture if you use the scan feature it will make it like a PDF paper and then it will keep it in order and you could have like 20 documents and it's like compiled as if you made a photocopy <laughs> or you oh, scan that's awesome yeah so all sorts of things like that um, if there's D's or if there's titles or if there's other things that you want to scan that you think is a financial document that you need to ha- keep track of that you have access to in the home you should totally uh, you know take a picture of that or make a scan document of that So that you have that and you're able to be able to talk to um, your divorce professional uh, with with those items in hand. Because like I say, when you meet with them, they are going to give you a large checklist of things that you are to gather. And it feels overwhelming. Even like sophisticated people who have all access to these things, even when they have the access, when they have to compile it and put it together, it's hard, you know nobody likes to do that it's a lot of extra work um but you know if you can kind of do it a little at a time then it's not quite so overwhelming yeah um a huge document something that is like paramount I would probably say is trying to get your tax returns Mm -hmm. that's a little bit tricky I mean one you may have copies they may have saved copies on the computer If you don't have like hard copies or that, the other question I'd probably start asking myself is, well, who who was our accountant? If you didn't have an account, use TurboTax, still okay. IRS.gov, you can get a transcript. You can get transcripts emailed to you. You'd obviously have to set up an account. You'd have to provide your social security number. You'd have to provide, you know, some extra information, but you can get transcripts that way as well.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So I love how you are pointing out these more obvious um, financial assets. You know, mm-hmm. the the bank account, the pay stubs, the four um, hundred one ks, the stocks, and all of that. And then I remember you talking about um, the lesser known financial assets that I thought was so interesting that I don't know if our listeners would know, for instance, your miles and your points, can you talk more about that? Cause I think that is super important. Mm-hmm.
1: So sky miles and points are also divisible. Like those are also considered marital assets. Um, sometimes, um, you might, I mean, you know, and, and actually, and that's the thing is that there's oftentimes that, uh, you know, you are aware of things that are kind of an asset that your divorce professional might not know. Perhaps they have so many points that you have extra privileges. Mm -hmm. And if you're, so for example, if you were um, to be like diamond elite uh, at Delta, I think you can actually purchase it, but I think it's something like $10,000 a year or something. I'm not exactly sure on those numbers, but like those things are for purchase. So if they are benefiting from that, then you should be receiving that kind of benefit or you should at least ask about it. You know, I don't know how it works necessarily in your state, but, you know, that's something you should bring up. Um, You should also, for sure, if you have been um, like a a 529 account for um, kids, if you're putting things away for college, um, I would definitely make sure that you know about how much money is in there and how that is going to be meted out. Uh, Often people say, well, it's just for the kids. It's going to go to the kids. But maybe you need to be a custodian on that account as well. Um, so that you can check to make sure that the money is being used properly, that it hasn't been withdrawn or, or rolled into something different. So um, just being aware of any kind of place that you are um, putting money or investing, you should uh, just start keeping a list. And honestly, it things come to you over time. So That's why it's kind of nice to, to start slowly, quietly, um, keeping your eyes out and, and thinking about what assets that you have, right? Yeah. So I'm
0: curious to know. And I because I'm reflecting back on my experience. And I was really fortunate that uh, my spouse was really open and what's the word? Um transparent about all of our all of our accounts, accounts I didn't even know about, you know. And so he actually gave me all the passwords and usernames of everything. And I was able to download and take pictures of what I needed to take um, and then forward them on to my attorney. To you know, to put together um, what we needed to do in regards to unwinding of our contract, and so I'm curious to know what are some mistakes that you may have seen women make um, at the beginning stages of finding their
1: assets. Are
0: there any pitfalls that you've seen that you want to pass along?
1: So I think something that's important is trying. So it sounds like you handled it very well. Um, trying to keep things de-escalated We don't need to right yeah. um, i think that being transparent on your end is important um and and also just realizing like that divorce professionals can't get anything moving on both ends until you are transparent and they're transparent so if you if if the if the goal is to have an ethical divorce and to get it done in a timely way then both parties need to kind of um you know come to the forefront and bring forth things and kind of be transparent. Now, when we talk about things like we're, you're talking about like points or that kind of thing, it might just be something you're not thinking about as a benefit. Or like I said, uh, a health savings account. It may be that they don't say, oh yeah, here's my health savings account number. And they might not be trying to withhold it, um, but it just doesn't come you know, to the forefront of their mind. But you need to kind of think through those things so that you can you know, put it forward. Um, and 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 make your claims right um and and frankly you can't make claims that you can't back up really like you can't say oh there's all this money that's out here if you don't have um some way to prove it there may be some people here listening and they say well i don't i can't access that stuff he keeps hiding it from me and so if that's the case um then you know the, the important thing is to be able to talk to your divorce professional and to come up with what we call a discovery plan.
0: Right? Right. And so what is a discovery plan?
1: Okay, so a discovery plan is essentially just a way for um, the courts to require another party to produce documents that are pertinent to the case. Sorry, that sounds really legally. (laughs) (laughs) You know, if you say, Hey, I'm sure that we've been putting money away in this account, but I don't, I don't have any way of accessing it and they didn't produce it with their initial disclosures. How do we get it? So your attorney could do a subpoena to a bank, and that would produce um, everything that would have to to do with that person and their social security number, they could write it that way. Um, Also, there are formal discovery requests. Um, that's another way that you can get those, those documents. But I will say if you can get them before that, it's all, you are in such a better position, right? Yeah. it takes time, takes time to get time, time to file. You've got to be able to, and sometimes, you know, they put up objections so it can take a while to get these things through the discovery process. So I, I'm telling you about it. All hope is lost. There's no way I can get these things. Um, but you know, if both parties want, want to save themselves money and to, to make this move forward in an amicable way, transparency is the way to go. And so, you know, and, and that also means that you should be looking to things and writing things down so that you, you know what to ask for.
0: Absolutely. And so when one of my listeners calls you and is telling you, okay, my spouse and I have decided divorce.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: How, how does a session with you look like? What will Mm -hmm. they be expecting when they call you? Mm -hmm.
1: So I think actually we'll probably just kind of get some background on what they've got, what they know about, and then, um, and what they can access. And then the things that are probably paramount for them, things that they need to be able to start gathering and getting um, organized, we can kind of go through that and troubleshoot and problem solve ways that they can get the information that they need Um, and that just varies from person to person and their comfort level and um, also just uh, I think you know and and truly I do feel like women are excellent researchers we just are I mean yes we are like it's like a skill set that I don't think a lot of moms (laughs) really have like they're good at this. They can do it. Like they're great researchers, and they're usually good at time management and organizing things. And so use those skill sets. Use your power. You've been doing this for years. I mean, keeping kids organized and getting everything done, that is like a monumental task. Uh, you know, you can do this too. And in the process, the wonderful thing is, you will become more financial literate. You will have more confidence. you will know how to negotiate things better. You will understand uh, you know you know what you're going to give and take and um and and you know that that is kind of how it will go yeah,
0: you know, and never- knowledge, I believe, is power, and so when you actually know what the hard numbers are, mm-hmm. you know like what the total amount is, how much is going in, how often, what's the match, then I think you have such. An ability to negotiate with and, hard and, and, facts. <laughs> yeah, sorry, sorry, go ahead, say. <laughs>
1: sorry, I'm interrupting you, you. It brings down anxiety levels. Yes. Because suddenly you, you know, feel a little more empowered. You think, okay, well, and actually, I think anxiety comes from the unknown. When we know what to expect, when we know uh, what the cards are, then it's a much easier way it's easier to process it's easier for us to to adjust our expectations and and know what we're supposed to be looking for or asking for
0: yeah i love that i love that this doesn't this whole process does not need to be anxiety ridden that that this discovery like if you are doing your own homework of finding out what your financial assets are It's actually to your benefit. This is what I'm hearing from you in that you're self-educating yourself with the elements of the marriage you did not know about. Mm -hmm. And now that you do understand, you are more ready to take on your financial responsibility as a single parent. Like for me, um, I had to learn how to decide on, um, on a financial institution to then transfer the 401k. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's, I've never spoken to one before. <laughs> and so it's just doing these little things that can get us out of our comfort zone and and help us to be more educated and more empowered. So I love how this is like your desire is to help women to feel empowered and to feel confident in the process of divorce. And I can't help but see how that is an upside to the rest of their life.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, truly.
0: So awesome. I love it. All right. So one more quick question before we wrap up. Sure. Best practices. What would you say are best practices when someone is beginning their journey with a divorce professional and what are best practices in regards to how they relate to their
1: future ex-spouse? Mm-hmm. So obviously if you're picking a um, a divorce professional, I would pick somebody um, that obviously uh, you feel confident with. That's an important thing because you. There will be times that your legal counsel might ask you to do things, or do, and you're like, I don't want to do that, or I don't like your ideas. And uh, at the day, I want you to be clear about this. Everyone should be clear about this. You make those choices, okay? You should always realize you are in the driver's seat. You say yes. You sign. You choose. You can't be bullied. But at the same time. Um, it's important for you to be able to to be able to think okay they are looking out for me financially I need to pay attention to what they're saying and I need to try to process why they're asking me to do a certain thing one way or another right yeah Uh, and so that's an important thing so when you're picking someone make sure that you feel confident with them um obviously we talked about getting organized financially that is best practice (laughs) one get it done um so uh I guess the other thing too is like, start taking more response in that same vein, taking responsibility for these processes, right? Um, trying to, to engage and understand things. Um, and then uh, trying to have a big picture of it all, you know? Um, I mean, sometimes we get really hung up on some things. I mean, really, uh, like, I mean, I've heard the funniest thing sometimes, some this one probably doesn't sound funny, but like who gets the boat? Or sometimes it's like a blender, and honestly, I think let it go. You know, like you don't need to be working so hard on something that you think you're so entitled to. Some of the, and I know you're like, oh, that would never be me. And if you're (laughs) really attached to your blender, I'm so sorry. It's not meant to be disrespectful, but you know, like keep a big picture eye on what things are and what is your piece worth, and also, worth with your spouse, especially if you have children. This is a long game. I hate to tell you that, but it is true. And so you want to have things to be as peaceful as possible. Because let me tell you, there are, you know, marriages coming. There will be, you know, grandchildren that come. And you want to be at peace with yourself and with that other person. And so, you know, um, if you can kind of focus on that and not bad mouth your spouse in front of your children, um. And at the same time, I would say, actually, probably I want to put this, I, I'm sad that this is the last thing on the list, but this should be the first thing on the list, is get some emotional support and get some good emotional recovery. Um, get a coach or, you know, see another kind of professional or um, somebody who can help you as you try to um, understand your thought process and that you can come from a position that is, especially with the legal uh, portion, not emotional, but more um, deliberate.
0: Yeah, I love that. And you know, what came to me was, you know, on the legal aspect is an unwinding of a contract. But on an emotional aspect, it's an unwinding of emotions. Mm-hmm. It's unpacking of all those years of emotional baggage that you've been carrying. And it's time to begin unwinding that and letting that go to step forward into your future. And you're right. There's going to be grandkids. There's going to be graduations. There's going to be first time for everything for your kids. And college. Yeah. Prom.
1: Or whatever. Or whatever, right? Like life events that are going to happen that both of you will be involved in. We hope because actually, you know, uh, kids actually love both their parents and they're both involved. You know, and so when we when both sides can uh, provide things in a good space and, and continue to love their child, um, you know, that helps them, you know. Um, anyway, I, I guess I feel like, you know, this divorce process is difficult, but um, clarifying your mind and getting things organized can help alleviate it and make it better, you um, And frankly, oftentimes, divorce can sometimes be a chapter to a a good and wonderful life. And I I hope that for all of your listeners, if that's something that they're facing.
0: Thank you so much. And I echo the same that this doesn't need to be the end, but a beginning of healing and so much more joy. So thank you so much, Susan, for coming on here and just sharing with us your deep knowledge of the legal aspects of divorce. So I asked Susan if she would come, become, would come prepared to offer a freebie to everyone that listens. So Susan, do you wanna share that with our listeners?
1: So I am offering you a free 15 minute consultation. I do not do that. So I am offering this for your listeners only, HEO. So <laughs> who uh, mentioned HEO North? Um, I will give you 15 minutes of my time and, um, and help you through um, some of the questions or or more just to give you the resources that you may need to be able to move forward. This offer is only good until the end of December of 2022. Um, so you can schedule through custodydivorceresource.com. That's custodydivorceresource.com. And um, I'd love to hear from you and hope that we can help you out.
0: Thank you again, Susan, for coming on to the podcast and for sharing with all of my listeners your understanding of the legal end of divorce and what a generous gift that is to all of you. And so whether you are in Utah or not, I would definitely encourage you to book a call with Susan. And to ask her the questions that you need to ask her or to find out more information about what is the the necessary things that need to be done on a legal end so that you are more prepared to navigate your divorce with confidence and with the peace of mind that you are able to get the information that you need to get because you truly do have the skills to do so. All right. I will see you all next week. Thank you so much for coming. If you want to learn more about how to confidently navigate your separation and divorce, subscribe to this podcast and get on my email list at heonorthcoaching.com. That's H-Y-O-N-O-R-T-H coaching.com. All links will be found in the show notes. Until next time, take care.